happy Friday afternoon and short week here at Georgia Southwestern as we celebrated uh, Labor Day on Monday and students came back to class on Tuesday and uh, we had a we had a very nice uh, exciting week of getting back after the holiday and so I want to welcome everyone to the what's in the cup podcast here from Georgia Southwestern State University and it's uh, always great fun for me to have a couple of students join us on the podcast. Today we have uh, Andrew Reiner and Autumn Preston with us. We're going to talk a little bit about fraternities and sororities on campus and the uh, recruitment process and uh, some of the benefits and some of the exciting things that go on by being a part of some of these groups. So welcome to the office and welcome to the podcast. We, uh, this is, I guess that the sorority recruitment is going on this week, right? Yes, it is. It started Tuesday. Started Tuesday. I've noticed the room downstairs uh, here in our, in, in the administration building, we have a room that is uh, used by one of the sororities for their uh, activities. And every day it's like a different color. I mean, it's pink, it's blue. I mean, it's crazy how much uh, work goes into uh, decorating and preparing. And so it's been a fun week, a little noisy. Yeah, it has been a fun week. It takes a lot of preparation and time and patience to get everything done. I'm super proud of both sororities for the hard work they've put in this week. I, I can't, I, I don't, uh, I, I've never, as, as I, we were talking about before we started, I, I was not a part of this process, uh, but, it, but watching it unfold is really something, and the amount of time and energy, like you said, that it takes uh, is significant, and uh, I know it's fun, probably a little stressful. Uh, but uh, we, we know that the outcomes are very positive. Well, we're going to talk with uh, Andrew and Autumn in a little bit about uh, fraternity uh, and sorority life and uh, the benefits and, and the exciting parts of, of what they do. Uh, but as usual, uh, we want to get started with some uh, information about student success here at Georgia Southwestern. And, and I need to start with an apology. I'm gonna to apologize to the two students that are here with us today. I hope you will accept my apology on behalf of all the students of Georgia Southwestern. Uh, we had a story come out yesterday that was picked up by the Albany newspaper that talked about retention at Georgia Southwestern uh, moving from about 61% up over 70%, which is great. And we're very excited about that. And I, uh, I I provided a quote for the story, and and obviously I was very focused and proud of what the university had done and all of the, um, the the new programming and the effort that first year experience made. And we changed University 1000, and and there there were, there's a list of eight nine different things that we did to try to get our freshmen to become sophomores and to keep them connected. But the one group of people that I forgot to recognize or to thank or to acknowledge was the one group of people who have the most to do with it, the students. And uh, if the students don't put in the effort and get the grades and commit to the university and come back, it doesn't matter what the university does or how hard we work. And so uh, in, my, um, in my concern about getting all of the things that the university had done uh, recognized in the quote, I forgot the one group of people that are most important and so I hope you will accept my apology uh, on behalf of our student body and I hope you'll let them know that uh, we we know that the effort that goes into being a student and being a successful student is critical and we are here to support you not 
force you or make you do things. Uh, it's simply to help you accomplish your goals. So uh, if you'll do me a favor and pass that along uh, to, your, to your colleagues out there, uh, that would be helpful. Uh, but the good news is retention is up. We have, uh, last I heard, uh, we were uh, hovering a little over 70%. And so that number may, continues to maintain a, a nice uh, 9 or 10 point uh, percentage point increase over last year, which is significant for us institutionally. Um, enrollment, however, is a little bit different story. We've, we've talked about this over the last uh, several weeks. Uh, actually, our headcount number is down about 30 students from last year. The good news is our credit hour production, the number of hours that students are taking is actually still up a little over 100. So the good news is there that's fewer students taking more credit hours. And so the more students we can get to be full time to really uh, go after more credit hours, it actually improves their grade point average and their ability to graduate on time, so forth and so on. So uh, I think we're moving in the right direction as far as uh, getting students to take a, a larger uh, course load. We just need more students uh, to come hang out with us. And uh, we've talked a lot about this uh, internally here at the university. and. Uh, we're probably going to have to start talking about it a little bit more broadly, but uh, we have 135 more freshmen and sophomores this year than we had last year. We have 175 fewer juniors and seniors this year than we had last year. And that is a trend that we have seen here at the university for about the last five or six years. Fresh, or freshmen and sophomores uh, slowly increasing, juniors and seniors uh, a little faster than slowly declining, uh, unfortunately. Uh, the number of transfers coming to the institution has gone from about 500 a year down to around 200 a year. And so we're, we're seeing a real transition in our student population and uh, we're having to uh, try to figure out how to adjust. Uh, Andrew, I heard you were, you said you were a transfer, so uh, you came in not, not as a freshman, but uh, as an upperclassman? As an upperclassman, yes. I came in as a junior. Um, it was my third college I came to and everything like that and I had a friend here that told me about the school and I saw it when I was also in high school so I mean I kind of I visited over the weekends uh, four weekends in a row I came down and visited and I just fell in love with the place and ever since then I've not thought about transferring I was known to be transferring from school to school <laughs> and so now I mean I'm kind of set in stone like I didn't I had <clears throat> with me being part of a fraternity I know we're talking about that later it kind of, I just didn't want to leave. And yeah. that was the best part about it, like, of being here in Americas. Yeah. So it took you four trips to decide that this was the place? Which one, three, which trip did you decide? Three, or, yeah, four trips. It was about the second trip. Um, I did meet the Greek organization. And from there, kind of like I'm set in stone. The first week I came down, was just see how it was. And the second, the second time I went out and everything like that. And it was not even... Like, it was just meeting people. Yeah. And that was the one thing. It's like, if I'm going to be far from home, I want to be able to be around people that I can hang out with and stuff like that. And even while I was still in junior college, I was still getting text messages from those people and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was more of a home-type feeling. And so I was not going into a place blind. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we, uh, we appreciate that you chose Georgia Southwestern. We wish more transfers would come our way. Uh, but that's, that is where we're seeing a pretty good decline. And so uh, internally, we're trying to figure out uh, how does that happen uh, and what does it mean for us? How do we adjust what we do uh, to, the, to this new reality? It's, it's, a, it's a pattern that's been going on long enough that we have to assume 
that it's here to stay. And uh, there's been some changes in our market uh, in, the, in the region around us that would uh, lead us to believe that it's here to stay. So uh, anyway, we're enrollment, uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously we'd like to be up, everybody would like to be up, but I think we're seeing uh, some real momentum in those areas that are going to really uh, transform the institution. You continue to get more freshmen and sophomores, you continue to do a good job with retention, and we will see the growth uh, that we want to see, and uh, we'll continue to work on that. And I know that a lot of faculty across campus are thinking about it and talking about it. We're looking at our academic programs, and so uh, I think we're we're going to we're going to see some uh, positive direction there. Uh, we did have a nice meeting uh, earlier this week on Tuesday when we came back from the holiday. Uh, we had our uh, enrollment management consultant spend some time with all of our. Uh, deans and department heads to really talk about how individual academic departments and units could uh, recruit. Uh, we, we, do a, we do, like every institution, we have a recruiting office that goes out and does a, does a lot of work to identify potential students and, and talk to them. But many times it's, it's finding that home, uh, whether it's with a fraternity or sorority or with an academic department. And so we want our academic departments to feel like they can be a part of that process and really talk to people about what does it mean to be a, an English major, a psychology major, a sociology major, a biology major, whatever it is, and, and so that students can start to feel comfortable that they can achieve their goals and their objectives by coming to Georgia Southwestern and that there's people here that will be supportive of them. So we had a nice meeting about that. It was a kind of a kickoff meeting to the discussion and I'm looking forward to uh, all of us across campus continuing that discussion and finding those unique uh, partnerships and events and, and uh, techniques that will allow each individual academic unit to be a part of this process. And uh, we think that will certainly move us in the right direction. So uh, that's kind of where we Got started this week and um, just just got back into town. Bob was in the office waiting on me here uh, to uh, record the podcast today. I've been in Albany today. I was down at Albany State. Uh, Miss Marion Federick is the uh, new president down at Albany State, and she had her investiture ceremony today. And so I uh, was really pleased and, and always happy to go down and uh, be a part of those and to welcome her into the uh, USG system, although she's been a long, she's been a system person a lot longer than I have, uh, but as she's new in the president's role. And so that was fun to be a part of. And, um, you know, we did that last year. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, we did that last year about this time. We were doing uh, an investiture here and it's a, it's a fun time for the campus and uh, I certainly enjoyed it. And uh, I know that uh, Miss Federick came to, came to the event here and so it's always nice to be able to reciprocate. Uh, but they are excited about what they have going on down at Albany State and we should be excited for them as well. They're a good, good uh, regional partner for us. All right, Autumn, tell us what is going on this week? What does is, what is sorority recruitment mean? What is it all about and how does it happen? Okay, um, so sorority recruitment is a week-long process where every night the chapters have the opportunity to um, talk to poten potential new members and get to know a little bit about them. Each night is a little more serious. Um, 
our first night is hall tours. They don't really get to talk to the sisters that night, but they go through and get to see where each chapter lives. Um, they get to meet the executive council of both. Um, also, to backtrack a little bit, um, recruitment week is basically ran by a panel council, which is eight sorority members that have given up their letters for the month um, to help the new members find their homes. These girls are here, so girls have somebody to talk to if they're confused, if they have any questions. And so that, you give up your allegiance yes. for a month? For a month. Oh my goodness. Now, if I, if I understand correctly, you're not even allowed to talk to the girls in your sorority is that correct correct we're not allowed to talk to the girls in our sorority or the opposing sorority for 30 days how does that work um it's rough (laughs) (laughs) i would certainly think so people you're friends with that you've been connected to for a long time you all of a sudden you say yeah for a month now i'm going to see you but i can't talk to you yeah i can do that we couldn't do it at all no i don't think that yeah isn't that something and girls I don't, I, I don't want to stereotype here, but they seem to talk more to each other than guys do. But, man, that seems like a long time to go without talking to your friends. Smile and keep on walking. Yeah. So the eight of you kind of hang out. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, and the eight of you come from how many different groups? We're, there's four and four from each chapter. Okay. And you don't fight? You don't? Um, not really. That a girl. Not really. We get along great. Honestly, most of the potential new members think we're all from the same chapter. It's kind of funny because <laughs> there's well, a stereotype true. around that. But each chapter gets along great. So, yeah, you have hall tours. And then the next night is philanthropy and ice, water, and tea. I have no idea why it's called ice, water, and tea. We haven't figured that one out. Do you um, have ice, water, and tea? They have, I don't know. They had pink lemonade, so pink I'm lemonade. not sure. Okay. I mean, We're changing the name next year. Pink <laughs> Lemonade. Um, and then Thursday night is Sisterhood, which is for them to really get a look into the sisterhood of each chapter and ask questions about what the sisterhood means. And then tonight is Preference Night. Um, it's the most serious night of the week. It's where the sororities are really trying to figure out where these girls' heads are, if they're thinking of going that way or if they want to go the opposite way or if they're just really not interested at all. Um, and then tomorrow is the best day of the year. It's bid day. <laughs> okay. What makes bid day the best day of the year? It's fun. Um, for new members, it's the first time you're running home to your new sisters. It's a great feeling. It's literally like you've been away at college for two months, and it's the first time you've come home, and your dog's there to greet you. He <laughs> said, this time it's a bunch of screaming girls. <laughs> And then it's great for Panhellenic Council because for the first time in 30 days, we can talk to our sisters. Nice. That's oh, very good. Very good. So this is so from a stress level standpoint, um, what's the stress level like on the, on the sororities? And then what's the stress level like on the girls that are trying to get into one of the sororities? Um, for the sorority, it's stressful. We always say that the sorority is 10 times more nervous than the new members because we're trying to get you to like us a lot more than we are like you are to the sorority um each sorority has a recruitment chair and i'm sure they're probably about ready to pull their hair out by now 
but the sorority as a whole kind of helps back them and they're like well what can we do tell us you know give us 10 things you have to do and we'll get it done so you can do these other things and then as a new member it's exciting but it's scary because every night you're analyzing the conversation you had you're like did I say the right things (laughs) did I like introduce myself right and you're like I really want these girls to like me I don't you know want them to not like me so it's kind of it, like what you do after a job interview. Yes. Did I say the right things? Did I did I look the right way? Did I? Yeah. Okay, I understand. It can be a little stressful, and the worst part is you don't. You may have done everything right, but you still go home questioning, questioning everything yes. that uh, happened, and so you put uh, you put extra stress on yourself sometimes for no reason at all. Right? For sure, because yeah, at the end of the week, you're going to find where you're supposed to go. Yeah. So, how many? Uh, of our new students are participating uh, in the process. We had 60 girls show up this 60. week. 60. Mm-hmm. Terrific. It's Terrific. super exciting. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to split them evenly, or do we? Uh, does one have more room than the other? Any idea? Um, we were actually discussing that earlier. I think so. You have your chapter totals, which is the total number of members that each chapter has to keep minimum and then you have quota and quota is how many um, members each chapter can take and so if the chapter is typically smaller they'll probably get a couple more girls than a larger chapter will okay now I don't want to get too far into things that I don't know much about but uh, if I if I understand some of this correctly there are some campuses where girls that are going through the process can can be cannot get a bid right right and then there are some campuses where everybody gets a bid yes probably yeah Um, which one are we I would say that there's a lot of the times most people make it through but then for I think this week we've cut about 10 girls from the original start number um it like I told the girls last night it's nothing personal um it doesn't reflect who you are as a person at all if you don't make it through it's just it needs to be a good fit for you and a good fit for the chapters as well as grades are very important to both chapters so if you know you do come through and say you already are struggling we don't want to add that added stress of Greek life on top of already struggling grades even though we do have study hours and study groups we still want you to encourage to focus on yourself and not on something else. Okay. All right, Andrew, is that that process sound familiar? It sounds familiar in the stress part, especially because I'm <laughs> recruitment chair for my fraternity. And I mean, since the summertime, I mean, that's when it really kicked off beforehand. <clears throat> uh, I mean, being my position, there was a national uh, convention we went to and it discusses each position, so to say. and. So for me, it was uh, recruitment chairs. And from there, that's when I really knew that it was time to kick into high gear. And when I got back from Ohio, I mean, that's when it, the stress really kicks in because you have this sole position of getting reaching out to these kids and talking to these kids and stuff like that. It's a sales pitch, and that's what it truly is. And um, so, I mean, talking to these kids, I mean, it's just the stress level increases day by day when you get closer and closer. Like, our recruitment week is next week. And yeah, stress level is, is getting up there. Just because this is my position, it's what I signed up to do. It's what 
my chapter felt was right to have me in this position. So, in a sense, stress level high. When bid day comes, like she said, it's the best day of the year. <laughs> it's over. But then again, I'm still, the next day I'm back doing my job because for us, it's rush, it's recruitment 365. It's going on and on. Um, <clears throat> you want to make sure that these kids are happy where they're at, and then there's kids that were scared to go through recruitment, so to say. And they can come back and do it again. Again, in the springtime, they can, we have their spring, and so then we reach out to those kids. And so my job's never done. Yeah. So the stress level is eliminated come bid day, and then we start back over. Start over again. Oh, you yeah. guys do the same like a week long uh, in the, process. And yes, week long process. Uh, we're starting on the tenth, and bid day will be on the fourteenth. Um, and it's each day, like Autumn said, was it's more relaxed, and day by day it gets more serious. Because I mean, you have four days to meet these kids yeah. and talk to these kids, and the process I mean, it started beforehand, um, even over the summertime, reaching out to these kids. So I was going to ask, do you guys get involved in talking to incoming students about going through the process, about just getting them in? encouraged to participate yes i mean for me um we reached out to all the incoming freshman guys and uh, contact them text them and stuff like that and a lot of the parents numbers are actually on the list yeah, and right. not their own cell phone numbers but in a sense the parents were like how like, we reached out because i mean college is a scary place for these freshmen and that's one thing like we didn't really talk about fraternity life we were there for more as a friend as a sense because you get to college and you're scared you don't know people here you might have came with one friend you might have came with no one right and so that's the one big thing and especially for parents too when it's their first child going off to college i had parents call me and like do we need to worry about like did this or that and i told them i mean i'm here if they have any questions in general to call me i mean that's just the main thing um but yeah i mean reaching out to these kids and make sure they feel comfortable going to a place they want to be a part of I mean, Georgia Southwestern, I mean, once you find your groove in a sense, you just want to stay. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. The girls are similar. We reach out to the girls over the summer, and like he said, we don't really talk about Greek life. We typically say, hi, I'm so-and-so from Georgia Southwestern. I'm a senior here. I saw where you were coming in the fall. I'd love to get to know you. If you have any questions, you know, just reach out to us. A lot of times when they get on campus, we like to take them around and help them find their classes. Because it's not a very big campus, but I will say you can get lost. You can. Oh, yes. That's right. Well, that's, you know, what you guys are doing is is so important because uh, finding your place, finding a connection, finding a group of people that you can rely on, that you can be a part of is really, really important. As a part of, as we just, as I tried to start the show with, uh, you know, retention. Uh, if you don't connect with somebody pretty quick, uh, it becomes a miserable place to be, no matter where you are. And uh, and you know, I think our athletes have a have a, a leg up, so to speak, in that they come in and they're immediately a part of a team, right? Or if you're in the band, uh, or if you're in a, you're, you're going to be in the theater department, you connect with a group of people. It's the students that are looking. Uh, and you guys provide such a, a great avenue for that. And so we, uh, we want to thank you for that. And uh, we appreciate the, the hard work and the stress. And uh, we know that you guys are going to have an exciting day coming up. You, uh, Autumn, on uh, Saturday. And uh, Andrew, you got a week to go. And so we're excited to see uh, the bid day process. We're, we'll talk in, in just a couple more minutes about uh, 
the the Greek experience and and what what kind of things you guys do. Uh, but I do want to mention a couple things that are coming up. Uh, the, tonight is uh, First Friday here in Americas, and the theme of the First Friday is back to school. I think they're going to have uh, some uh, some discounts for students uh, downtown, uh, food and, and some of the clothing, uh, you know, all the stores will be participating. So we appreciate the community uh, recognizing that it's back to school time and that they're celebrating that with us. Saturday morning, starting at 11 o'clock, is the Arts in the Park program out at Reese Park. We have a lot of uh, our faculty and students participating in the Arts in the Park program. And so I encourage everyone uh, to go out on Saturday uh, morning, starting at 11, and enjoy that. I think it's at Reese Park. And so uh, that's a, a lot of fun here in the community. And I want to um, wish the best of luck to our cross-country teams today as they head down to Valdosta for their first meet of the year. This is uh, the first men's cross-country uh, team we have put in action uh, here at the university and so we're excited to have them representing us and and our women's team has always been uh, a great representative of our university and uh, we want to wish them all the best of luck and we are waiting for the good news about how well they do uh, down in Valdosta. Uh, a couple of quick updates on building projects. We have a meeting next week in Atlanta to finally, and I know I've said this, I probably said this every week for like two months, Bob, uh, about the ACE building, but uh, next week we're gonna meet with the architect and the system office, and this, was, this is the meeting where we finalize all the plans and uh, it should go out to bid uh, immediately following the meeting and then it'll stay out to bid for about 30 days and so we are uh, we are certainly moving forward and we look to have that project started by the end of October uh, you guys might both be gone by the time the ACE building is actually renovated and open but uh, we are certainly excited to get that project started uh, we are also a few days away September 17th is the day we're going to open the bids on the baseball softball hitting complex indoor practice facility and uh, we are uh, I, I know everybody's looking forward to it i'm going to say i'm anxiously awaiting uh, the results because uh, sometimes on those small projects i say small being a 1.2 million dollar project that sounds like a lot to me but to a construction company it's relatively small project sometimes those bids can get crazy uh, out of whack with what you think the market's going to respond with so uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that that comes in at a good number for us and uh, i know everybody's excited to get those projects started uh, earlier this week we had a dedication for the new solar bench on campus i don't know if you guys have been to the library you know where the library is both of you yes you, you found yes. that building on campus um we have put a new solar bench uh just outside the front door there and you can uh, plug in your phone or ipad or laptop i guess whatever you need to charge uh you can sit outside i, I would recommend you wait till it's not 98 degrees uh the bench is metal uh, it's a beautiful blue bench but it's metal and so uh and it's in the sun so it can work because it's solar right so uh, you might want to wait till it cools off a little bit before you plop yourself down on that one but uh it is up and it's uh it's a it's a beautiful bench and we're we're certainly pleased to have it on campus very excited uh it came as a donation and and we want to thank uh our donors for making that happen 
And uh, uh, lastly, uh, just want to recognize a, a, a few people. Uh, I don't know, uh, Autumn, if you had a chance to go out there last night, you were probably pretty busy. But uh, Andrew, you might have gone out to the soccer games last night. Yes, sir. All yeah. right. How was it? It was good. I mean, I'm, I love being at sporting events and seeing the community together in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Was big deal. We had I don't know how many people were there, hundreds. That was a, that was probably the largest crowd I've seen at a soccer game, uh, and we had uh, both teams won. I want to congratulate Eric Crawford, our new men's soccer coach. This was his very first head coaching job, and this was his very first game as a head coach, and he got the win. So first victory as a head coach. So we want to congratulate Eric. And uh, Enrique got the season started with the women uh, with another uh, win. Men won two to one, women won one to nothing. Uh, really an exciting night, and then we had great fireworks. Uh, afterwards, if you weren't out there, I cannot imagine you didn't hear it. Uh, it was some serious, loud uh, booms going on. I, I, I don't know how, uh, I would imagine somebody on campus was getting phone calls, like what the heck is going on? But uh, it, was, it was a great, great show. And I want to thank uh, our athletic director, Mike Leader, for uh, really organizing that, putting it together. And uh, we had we had uh, tailgating going on. There's lots of games and activities. And I saw lots of people out there having a good time and enjoying it. What a great uh, way to kick off the school year, get uh, all of our students together, uh, cheering for our own school, right? Putting on our colors and uh, cheering on the hurricane. So I appreciate you guys being there and being a part of that. Uh, I want to particularly thank Coach Levering uh, and the softball team. I know they did a lot of work uh, getting the field ready and, and uh, serving the food and getting everything set up. Uh, all of our student athletes from all the other teams did it, do, are participating. But uh, anyway, it was it was really a fun, uh, really exciting night. And it's uh, we started this with the lights uh, in order to get all of our students together early in the semester to celebrate GSW and so I, I think that's what we did I think that's what we saw and so we we're excited about that so I want to thank everybody for making that happen all right you mentioned uh, that one of the nights in uh, the recruitment process is about philanthropy uh, we know that your organizations are involved in philanthropy so tell us a little bit about what philanthropy looks like for fraternities and sororities but also uh, tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you guys do. You mentioned study halls, uh, but what are the things that, that, why would a student want to be a part of this? What, is, what are the benefits that they receive and what are the kinds of activities they'll be involved in? Um, both sororities have great philanthropies. Kappa Delta's is um, Prevent Child Abuse America and Girl Scouts. And then Zeta Tau Alpha's is um, Breast Cancer Awareness and Education. Both of those are great um, philanthropies. They both do separate events throughout the year to raise money for both philanthropies. They each host a 5K. Um, Zeta does a pink week in October. Um, I want to say it's in November that Kappa Delta does like a shamrock event where they have, I want to say it's wings. A wing eating contest or something like that to raise money I don't I'm not entirely sure yeah. um, and then as far as Greek life 
both sororities as a whole, we, we think it's super important that we're involved in the community. Um, a lot of times on First Fridays, you will see sorority sisters out and about in town for the event and before helping set up. Um, we also like to spend time at the Humane Society. It helps them and it helps us because puppies are great. <laughs> they um, are great. <laughs> yes. Tell, at, me, tell me, so when you do a, a philanthropy, I, I assume that... Uh, you know, Andrew mentioned that he was the you're the recruitment chair. So is somebody the philanthropy chair is somebody the special events chair. So you get like leadership opportunities and and you have to organize and. I see. I'm philanthropy chair as well. For oh my, my goodness! Fraternity. So nobody else gets to do anything in your fraternity. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say so. I mean, we have I have a group with me that help. So I mean, that's the best part about it. I mean, we're philanthropy is very huge to my fraternity, and uh, it's something that we take pride in. I mean, um, for instance, ours is Huntsman's Cancer Research. Hmm. And we, as the fraternity, has pledged uh, in the next 10 years, we're going to raise $20 million towards women's wow. research for cancer. And so by uh, that 10 years, of, we're, that's the goal. And we just met $10 million. And we said it was going to be 10 years for it. We met it in seven. Wow. So that Terrific. was the one thing as a whole entire fraternity. Uh, but for, yeah, philanthropy is something we take. We want to be outgoing with it and stuff like that. And any way we can help is what matters to yeah. us. So uh, students that are part of are a part of any of these organizations, uh, academic requirements. Yes, um, we have minimum GPAs to join the chapters. We also have a um, minimum GPA that withhold otherwise you get put on academic probation and then you have required study hours typically five hours a week that you have to do at the library or the SSC it has to be like a location other than your dorm room uh -huh. so you do know where the library is I do awesome. I'm a nursing major I've spent many hours oh in that library Christ. yes you, you have spent lots of time studying all right so so uh, from a developmental standpoint uh, obviously a lot of social development and uh, leadership development uh, getting involved and, and so you would recommend I would assume uh, by your participation that uh, you think this is the kind of activity the kind of thing that anybody could really benefit from right absolutely um, I'm a very shy person you couldn't have told me four years ago that I would be president of the entire Panhellenic Council but here I am four years later and I wouldn't trade it for the world yeah and you're doing a great job on the podcast, so obviously you're not as shy as you think you are. No, I'm not. I usually open up. <laughs> Very good. Andrew, think it's a good deal? Uh, I'm glad I've joined fraternity. Um, like I said before we started this, uh, I went from my first college not being part of anything, my junior college where I was on a sports team, collegiate athlete, and then here I, when I joined fraternity, I mean, I bounced around from school to school in a sense, but I found home. And that was the one thing I think if kids are scared of being away and stuff like that from their home, mm -hmm. that joining a Greek organization is the best option. Because you have people that are from this area that you can connect with. There's people from different parts. Like for me, kids from Miami that I'm friends with because of uh, fraternity. Yeah. And you, I wouldn't have that connection if I was not part of fraternity. You need someone to go eat lunch with one day. If you're just sitting around bored in your room or something like that, you always have someone to call and someone to text. And that's the best part about it. I think it makes college experience even better is when you have someone you can 
do like go out with or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. It's a it's a great program we have uh, here at Georgia Southwestern. Uh, I don't. I'm not exactly sure uh, that all the dates, but all of the fraternities and sororities I think are turning 50 or very close to turning 50. Yes. Uh, about 1968, 69 is when. Uh, the institution became a four-year institution and, and uh, these Greek organizations came on campus and uh, this summer we had um, a reunion uh, a couple of reunions and to see uh, to see those in this case it was guys uh, come back after 50 years and uh, one many times they hadn't seen each other in a long long time and they're like brothers I mean they really I mean they just you know got I mean they immediately started talking and laughing and uh, and and then see their their wives in this case uh, know each other and get along and, and they just had some had a bond and uh, and 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 then to see that from generation to generation uh, they could talk to each other uh, you know it, it was they all had that common uh, connection and so it was fun to see and uh, if you start to realize how powerful and important these relationships are for many of these people it, it's a lifetime it's not just a uh, it's not just four years while you're in college right I mean it, right. it goes beyond that oh yeah because I mean I have job offers now that are people that are part of the same fraternity I am and that's the immediate connection and stuff like that so I mean it's outside of college I mean it carries on with you for the rest of your life you have that one thing you know that one topic you can bring up with anybody so i mean that's the best part of the organization it's always nice to get a job offer right? oh yes <laughs> absolutely now just an aside both of you all work at the golf course we do yes. i'm actually his boss hey what a deal all right so uh, i get to see you guys at the golf course every once in a while when i actually get to go out there but uh, we appreciate you all working out there and i know that's a i hope it's a fun place to work it's uh it, it's, I don't know, it, it seems like it's tough. I mean, long hours and uh, how, what do you guys think? Good place to work? It's a good place to work. I've always had the motto that if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And I've been there for four years and half the time I don't feel like I've been to work once I leave. All right. Very good. Uh, Andrew, you're working hard out there. I'm, cart, I'm on the cart staff. Uh -huh. and I was the only one doing cart staff along with uh, Rocky Rock Morton. So, I mean... I love it out there though. I mean, I've golf is something I'm I love in general. So being out there, I can't complain one bit. I mean, Good. Oh yeah. Good. Well, we appreciate you working uh, at the university and helping us. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of the folks that go out to the golf tournament are community members, and so it's great for them to interact with with you as students and to and to know that uh, you're you're representing our students and our, our university. So we thank you for that. Um, just a couple things to wrap up. Uh, I know this week uh, a lot of discussion about uh, Hurricane Dorian and uh, Dorian's path along the, uh, well, across the Bahamas and up the East Coast. And uh, I, I, I see the pictures out of the Bahamas. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the pictures. I know you've been busy this week, but uh, it is unbelievable, uh, heartbreaking. Um, and I, I cannot put myself emotionally in a place uh, to understand when you, when the storm passed and you see people walk outside, often with kids uh, waiting in water and knowing that there's no restaurant, there's no electricity, there's no phone service, there's, I mean, I, I don't even know, I mean, it'd be like being in a deserted island. I mean, you don't, 
nothing, nothing. And I can't even put myself emotionally in that place. I would imagine the shock, the overwhelmingness of it would be dramatic. Um, not knowing where to turn for help, not knowing, you know, everybody you see is in the same awful position you're in. Nobody, you know, and so to see the, the little, the few positive stories and the, and the uh, will to live and the commitment and the help uh, that, they, that they give each other is, is heartwarming, but it's also scary. And so uh, I want us, I hope all of us are keeping them in our thoughts and prayers. And, and I, I just want to make one suggestion. I know anytime we have uh, disasters uh, anywhere in the world, uh, people like to give and, and want to be a part of, of helping. And I just would encourage you uh, in this case and in almost all cases, the best way to help is to give money. Um, we can do a pillow drive and a blanket drive and a canned food drive, but that puts a whole lot of pressure on where do you store it? How do you get it there? Who picks it up? I mean, it, it, you want to help? Call the Red Cross, give them some money. Uh, they, will, they can deliver. And uh, our job as, as citizens who care, I think, is, is to provide whatever resources we can uh, and, and that we want to. And so I would encourage anybody who's feeling that and seeing that uh, to do the best they can. And uh, I, think, I think that cash is probably the best uh, way uh, to make that difference. And so uh, that's been on my mind today. And, and as I've seen some of these uh, awful uh, pictures and I and, uh, just wanted to, to mention that. Again, I wanna thank Andrew and Autumn for being with us today. Thank you for uh, leading this effort uh, throughout the week and, and uh, a whole month, really, right? You can't even talk to your, uh, your sisters for a whole month. Oh my goodness. So uh, I know you're looking forward to Saturday for multiple reasons. And Andrew, we wish you the best of luck uh, with your recruitment next week. And, Thank you. Uh, we, uh, we know that this is an important part of university life and it offers great uh, value to the folks who participate and uh, we appreciate what you're doing. And so uh, we're, we're, um, we're gonna start counting them up, right? Everybody gets new members and we'll start to see lots of letters on campus next week. I would assume their bookstore will get a big rush of people buying new t-shirts. And so we'll have those ready to go. Uh, all right, we wanna thank everybody uh, for paying attention to the What's in the Cup podcast. Remember tonight, uh, first Friday, uh, everybody go downtown in Americas and enjoy uh, back to school week and uh, we'll have a great September. We're off to a great start with big fireworks and uh, two victories on the soccer field and I know that everybody's back in class and uh, looking forward to a great semester, right? Good grades for everybody? Good grades for Anybody everybody. graduating this year? Uh, hopefully I graduate from nursing school in May. Nice. I hope I graduate in May as well. Alright. Well, I gotta say I don't want any of you to leave but if that's the way it works, that's the way it works. Well, as long as you bring us a couple more to replace yourselves with, we'll be in good shape. But we're proud of you guys, and I look forward to seeing you on stage in May, right? Right. Yes, sir. All right. I hope everybody has a great weekend and uh, a good start to September. We'll be back next week with the next edition of What's in the Cup. <laughs>